0: Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. Welcome back to PR360. Our guest today is Harvey Hoots. The founder and CEO of Caliber Corporate Advisors, one of the preeminent marketing and communications firms in financial services and financial technology. Caliber has assisted more than 270 portfolio companies, asset management firms, and numerous other investors, including Goldman Sachs, Blackstone, KKR, and Berkshire Hathaway. Harvey is also the CEO of The Financial Revolutionist, the destination for fintech insights and intelligence. And he holds advisory board positions with a number of innovative organizations, and proudly graduated from the Goldman Sachs, Ten Thousand Small Businesses Program. So, Harvey, is there anything
1: I missed? You, uh, you nailed it, Todd. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, good. Well, if it was any longer, then we would, uh, we'd be at the end of the show
1: by now. So. <laughs> it just means I'm, I'm getting up there in in, in experience.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, so. It looks to me here, uh, you started Caliber uh, because most PR agencies weren't getting the messaging right when it came to financial services. Uh, what were they getting
1: wrong? Well, I saw a lot of friction um, with uh, companies working with their agency partners. It was that the agencies that they were working with were typically speaking a different language or didn't really understand the language that the companies were speaking. And as a result, there was a lot of friction between the two parties. Um, it was hard for me to sit back and watch this. I never had plans to start an agency. I've taken the less traditional path to starting an agency, which is uh, I'm not a PR person by trade. And uh, But I just saw so much, so much friction that I thought there's got to be a better way. And uh, and the better way really came down to focusing as a firm on areas that I understood very well, and then also bringing on board really talented people to execute on that vision.
0: You know, to me, it, it sounds a little bit like there's an old saying that when you can master the language and the ter- terminology around something, then that's kind of half the way to mastering the art of it, and fintech things like that unless maybe you're complete you're educated and steeped in that uh, it's going to be very hard especially in a business to business type of way of of communicating those things because obviously most PR people are in PR and they're not in finance right
1: Yeah exactly it's um it's complex storytelling in many cases and um you know I've had People say, well, do you want to tell our story? We're a beer company, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd say, well, I'd I'd love to have a beer. But at the same time, telling that story uh, is something that a lot of agencies could do very well. And there are very few agencies that could tell the story of a really niche B2B uh, fintech company or financial services company.
0: Uh, Do you have uh, clients that ever come in and they sit down with you and you're like, Thank God you speak my language.
1: <laughs> it, that's that's why we get hired. Um, it's how we get found. It's we're hanging. It we're a mile deep and an inch wide, and we've really employed a saying no philosophy, which is okay, right? I think most agencies just want to say yes and say yes when it's not even a right the right fit. And I always say to people when we're getting to know them is it's okay if we're not the right fit for each other. We can't take, we're a service business, we can't take on thousands of clients, and we don't want to waste your time, right? It's mm-hmm. everybody's going to find each other out eventually. So what, wouldn't it be a little bit more refreshing if we just find each other out now, and, right. and then that way you end up with the right partner? Uh,
0: what are the types of clients normally that, that you work with? Which, which ones kind of fit well with the uh, caliber way of doing things?
1: From the beginning, it was a combination of really well-established multinationals and emerging startups. And uh, sort of growth stage is really where the sweet spot is for for startups um, working with us. uh, When they actually know as a business who they are, and they actually have a story to tell. Oftentimes when we're mentoring startups that are earlier stage, you know, they try to put PR first. One of the things we, we advise is that they actually go and build a real business first and then we <laughs> can tell the story. Right. Um, but oftentimes people want to, want to run, uh, before they, uh, they walk and the walking part is actually figuring out who you are. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, you know, the old cart before the horse, um, uh, statement.
0: Uh, yeah is there a similar thing I would imagine that people in that phase of business uh is there a standard story that they all come out with uh, that you have to say you know what you need you need something more unique to identify yourself uh do they do they commonly come up with the same idea or is or is that usually not a problem?
1: I think people look at others. For what they've done well, and aspirationally, um, have ideas about what they want on a high level, mm-hmm. which is they want to be as visible as as their competitors or as others who have been there first. Um, uh, but every every strategy we're developing is is custom and based on what their unique opportunity is.
0: So you know, taking it back a step, so obviously you got into this. Uh, You started Caliber because other people just couldn't tell the stories correctly of the world of fintech. Uh, How did you go from being in a small New York City apartment to one of the world's most renowned financial services and fintech-focused
1: agencies? Um, Focus, really. Um, that's, That's what it's come down to. That's where it started. Everything from the logo that accompanies the Caliber name uh, which is uh, meant to be extremely targeted extremely focused and extremely focused on storytelling um, it's uh, having that vision and again really finding great people to uh, who are passionate about the subject matter that our clients um, uh, that our clients there's the The subject matter that our clients um, are associated with, and the stories that they have that they um, that we're going to be telling for them, that's how that's how it um, that's how it happened in a simplified way. At first, we were really finding our way through it. Um, You know, you're sitting Mm -hmm. in your in your in your apartment. You're you're uh, a first time business owner slash founder. No one gives you the tools. No one tells you how to. How to start a business? There's no manual. Maybe there is a manual, but I but I didn't find it. Um, and so you go through a lot of uh, analysis paralysis, and you grow slowly. And you know we were fortunate to grow every year since we've started the company. But at first, um, you're you're finding your way, right? And you're trying to figure out what that real sweet spot is. Um, but we've always known. And been drawn to the financial services and fintech world because it's really changing everything that we as uh, humans are doing, and you know, as we interact with it in society, right? If you think about, I always tell my kids, right? Uh, they say, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to the bank." They said, "What's a bank?" I said, "Don't worry about it." You don't need to know what a bank is because banking as we know it is changing, right? Insurance as we know it is changing. You can do a lot of that banking, insurance, uh, getting a mortgage through your phone, right? Right. And so it's not that these industries are going away. They're just evolving so quickly. And um, we're extremely passionate about telling that story.
0: What's the best way to kind of stay on top of those changes, you know, with, with something that's moving so quickly and you obviously have to be at the forefront of everything and know where it's going. Um, what's the best way to do that?
1: Read a lot, listen, talk to a lot of people, attend a lot of events, um, really be hyper-connected with the, uh, ecosystem. It's something we take a lot of pride in, in terms of the time we invest, getting to know the investors in the ecosystem, uh, you know, the professional services companies, the conference organizers, all the media, of course, that we're interacting with on a daily basis and just, um, soaking up all the, uh, all the information so that we can be, uh, you know, a guide for our clients as well.
0: Yeah. I noticed uh, looking at the Calibers LinkedIn that there were just so many networking opportunities, conferences that you guys seem to be fully engaged in.
1: Yeah, that that happened organically, right? We started, we started, um, uh, we started going to events and built our business on that, right? Just by being out there in the industry, and then we started. Co-hosting events with others and on behalf of our clients, we set up a, a whole business within the business where we where we can help our clients with visibility and credibility. And at the end of the day, um, I always say we're we're tactic agnostic, and it's something we take pride in. Is that it's not about PR, social, content, whatever tactic uh, or strategy. It's they all tie together, right? And people really want to see. Uh, your brand as a company and then employing a variety of different tactics that are less traditional in terms of their combination is something that helps the company stand out. And that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Given the kind of tech agnostic approach, when you know, you're using a whole bunch of different platforms to tell the message, uh, how hard do you find it these days to cut through when, you know, so many different platforms, so many different ways that people are receiving information, um, is there any lesson you've learned, you know, uh, of recent, just trying to keep up with that and tell a
1: great story? The technology piece that you mentioned is extremely important. Um, one of our business priorities is to um, continue to double down on technology, how we, how we utilize it. Um, we are building our own technology. We are investing in technology and we are buying, uh, you know, technology as well. We actually have a tech committee internally, uh, that is focused on this on a, on a regular basis of just making sure that we're investing in best of breed to, um, to leverage that technology to make sure that we are aiming our time and our clients time in, uh, In in the best way possible. One of the examples of that is a a technology we built called Event Analyzer, Mm. which is um, a platform that helps companies make data-driven decisions as it relates to what events they speak at, sponsor, or attend. Wow. And that's that's a differentiator in a big way because um, a lot of the opinions that clients are used to getting are feeling-based or Mm -hmm. high-level research-based but very rarely as data-driven as, as they should be. How and what you, that results in is, is a loss of time and money.
0: How do you quantify that type of information?
1: Well, you want to look at, uh, one of the things the platform allows you to do is look at competitors, look at your peers, see what they're doing, what they're not doing, and then you know, as one of the data points that you'll be able to have is figuring out whether it makes sense to be everywhere they are or everywhere they aren't, or Mm. a combination of both.
0: Mm. Uh, Getting back a little bit to how you started Calibre just out of a small New York City apartment, uh, was there a specific moment when you knew, okay, this is going to work? A specific client or campaign that you thought, okay, this, this, this is the real deal?
1: I uh, was really fortunate to have a few believers from the beginning. Um, some of our earliest clients. Um, I, I can think of one of one of our first few clients ended up um, having a multi-billion-dollar uh, transaction after working with them wow. uh, for for over nine years. Um, and so, you know, just thinking back to some of those early clients that we were fortunate enough to partner up with. That took a took a chance on us, but also, um, you know, making really targeted bets in terms of our time, in terms of trying to pick pick some real winners. Right. And um, the combination of both um, proved to be. Uh, proved to be uh, to really pay off because it allowed us to have stories to tell right later on. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of our clients was an asset management firm that sold to a really large uh, asset management firm. what was our job to raise their visibility and tell their story. They ended up getting what they wanted out of it. Um, and the same thing with the other company that I just referenced, um, which is not always the path you know that everybody wants to take, but it's really about aiming the strategy to line up with what does that business want to achieve longer term. Um, what are the goals and and how do we create a strategy that that ties to that to make sure that um, that we're we're creating the the best experience for them possible mm.
0: uh, Are there any particular messages that are hard to communicate uh, even in a b2 b world in the world
1: of fintech is a lot of the stories we're telling are you know, a lot of the businesses we're, we're supporting are extremely niche, mm. right? Their target audience is extremely finite. Their story on the surface is maybe on, on paper less sexy mm. um, to the outside world. And it's our job to get people excited about that. The reality is if they're changing someone's experience or their job or making something more efficient or, Whatever it may be, if they're the solution to uh, to make somebody's life better, their work life better, then we are uh, we've got to find the way to get those people excited, and um, and that's exciting to to us as a firm. We love uh, the highly complex story and thinking about how to how to make that exciting for for the end user.
0: Yeah, and also you're communicating about new technology, right? So you're possibly trying to communicate things that people have not touched or felt or seen. or You know what I'm saying? Like if someone was to talk to me about, you know, chat GPT three years ago, I would just, I could not conceive of it, right? And so it (laughs) seems like very difficult, uh, you know, storytelling task to take on, I guess I'm
1: saying. There's a lot of education, right, w- related to innovation, and um, and when we're talking to, with you know, when we're speaking with media, um, you know, oftentimes they're turning to us to to learn more about the ever changing landscape, right, and 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 what the ramifications are going to be as a result of new technologies um, uh, popping up. So it's extremely exciting, right? It's uh, that's why ne- there's never a. There's never a dull moment. There's never an off day. Right? There's, there's so many stories to tell, and there's so much excitement happening in this ecosystem.
0: Yeah. Does it seem, as, as somebody who's been in this game for a while, does it seem like, I know this is kind of an abstract question, but does it seem like the world of tech is just getting faster and faster and faster? Or are there kind of peaks and valleys and lulls where you can catch your breath?
1: I haven't seen the, the, the Valley yet. Um, it's, it's, it's been a climb up the mountain. The innovation is happening more rapidly. Um, the amount of, you know, it's been well-documented the amount of, you know, funding that's come into this space has been, um, has been massive. Um, and, and, uh, many people, many experts have, recently said that we're we're just getting started this oh. this more recent time has been uh, a great time for uh, a lot of companies have unfortunately had to do you know layoffs right yeah. and with that um the amount of startup founders that come out of that from these great companies that have you know had to appease their their shareholder base uh, is going to create a next wave of innovation
0: wow it's like a Very interesting cycle of uh, creation and destruction, right? Um, Just as we kind of come to the end here, I know obviously as someone who is not in the fintech world, I would think that AI, artificial intelligence would be all the buzz, um, but that's just kind of what's happening in my orbit uh, when it comes to your side of things, is AI the thing that everybody's talking about and that's what it, the buzz, buzz is about? Or is there something one step beyond that people in your world are talking about that has yet to filter down to the normies like myself?
1: Generative AI, there's not a day that goes by that, that, we're, that we're not talking about it um, for, from a variety of different angles. Um, the amount of inbound interest from companies wanting to tell their story and how they're employing, uh, how they're employing generative AI into their business um, is uh, right now a a big differentiator. There will also very likely be a uh, uh, you know there'll be there'll be the next the next iteration of that the next wave, um, and media also are going to. Um are going to be more skeptical of anyone uh, that yeah. is uh, that is mentioning AI or generative AI because everybody knows it's a buzzword <laughs> a buzz uh, right phrase. yeah then, then it
0: doesn't mean anything right?
1: Exactly. And so uh, uh, exciting to watch and we will continue to stay close to it, of course um, as as we all are. Oh great.
0: Well, you know, uh, Harvey, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on PR360. Um, do you have any last words for the people listening to the show right now to let them know how to get in touch with Caliber and what Caliber can do for them?
1: Check out our website. We're always looking for great talent. Um, finding people who are passionate about the uh, types of clients that we work with is is a, a must for us. Um, we've got a great culture. We have doubled and tripled down on that. Uh, and we continue to uh, to try hard to care and to really um, bring our best selves um, every day for both clients and, and our team. And that's something we take a lot of pride in. So thank you so much for having us on today, Todd. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. Well, thank you so much, Harvey. And uh, once again, uh, thank you for coming on PR 360. PR 360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry.
1: That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week.